Greetings to the world. I am still Cam, everybody, and this is still the Real Resilience Talk podcast. Talking to you live. Well, it's not live for y'all, but it's live for us. We're in Japan. It's early in the morning, and we are sitting here, and we're going to talk about some resilience today. I've already done told y'all what I think it is. I think it's about how hard you get hit. It ain't about how hard you can get hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's, that's my thing right there. If you hear the music in the back, that's shout-out to Uncle Rex right there. I don't know his stage name. I can't say it because I don't say words good, but I do know him as Uncle Rex, and that's what my kids know him as. Today, we got a great guest on the show today. Um, man, coming from the Flow Rider. Is that right, sir? Yes, sir. All right, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the people, say hello. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Ricky. Uh, I'll be talking about resilience today, some things I've been through. Uh, I'm sure some things Cam has been through. And we'll just be going over and trying to reach uh, so uh, a big audience and just trying to help everybody we can. That's right. All right, so we're going to get into it. Let me just listen to two, two more seconds of this hot, hot track. All right, here we go. All right, so uh, like I said, so this is our fourth episode of uh, the Real Talk, Real Resilience Talk podcast. And, you know, as I said, the goal here is to express things, to share things, um, to get real on some real shit. Uh, this is uncensored. This is not affiliated with any official organizations. This Anything that we express is no opinion of the United States government or who might be on our paycheck or anything like that or a- anything. It's, it's us. It's two humans speaking on some stuff, two Americans specifically that are stationed in abroad that are in a foreign land, and we're just going to talk about resilience. Like I said, man, ain't about all you hit. It's about how you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's what resilience is to me. I'm going to pass the mic to my right to the man that's here with the plan, MC Ricky T, and you let me know what's resilience to you, brother. So, resilience, resilience. Um, as I took a look over last night um, before I came here, before you uh, honored me with being here, uh, I, I, t- I really t- uh, dug deep and really thought about it, and resilience is a lot of toughness and just the will to not give up through uh, whatever, whatever you're going through. Uh, if you really just discipline your mind and you don't quit. That's that's where you that's where you'll find your resilience. Okay. So keep moving forward. Yep. Keep moving forward. Or like if y'all don't know this song, but great song by one of the greatest artists ever. Uh, gone way too soon, but Sam Cooke said, "Keep moving on, keep moving on." And that's what it is. And that's why I talk on this mic and I don't sing on it because I just tried and everybody's probably offended now. Yes, sir. Yeah, I can't. It's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. I look good. I look good. But um. Yeah, that's what it is, man. You got to keep keep moving on. And and, and we want to talk about tangible ways. Like, not just like, you know, oftentimes we'll say, hey, you know, uh, keep trying. Uh, you know, I, I, I look, I'm dumb, man. Like, I want to know real ways to make it. And what are some tangible things that I can apply to my day-to-day life? Or what are some things that will fuck me up that are tangible things that, if applied to my life, will bring me down the wrong path? I've said it before on the show, for me, for me, one of those things that is not good for me is alcohol. I, I'd argue it's not good that good for anybody, but to each their own. I'm not judging anybody. They do what they want to do. I'm not a prohibitionist. But I know for me, um, I turn into somebody uh, eventually, not the first two drinks. First two drink happy is happy, right? But it's like the seventh, ninth, eleventh. I can't even count anymore. And to me, I'm like thinking about the next one the whole time. And I tend to make a lot of bad choices when I'm on that. That's me personally. 
When I look back on my life, there's a lot of things, a lot of mistakes I've made. But when I look back on my adult life, and there's things that I would, I wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't be who I am. But at the same time, things that I really regret, things that I'm like, man, what the fuck was I thinking? All those types of mistakes usually were brought on in some connection, some way when it comes to cam and alcohol. So that's for me, right? That's some tangible ways to fuck me up. Some ways to make better. I've talked about it on here before, MGC. Move, gratitude, connect. That's kind of where I'm at now. And then shout out to Jenna Tang, make good choices. So MGC times two. What say you to that, brother? What's some things on both sides for you? So for me, um, I've been sober since January 5th. Shout out, um, big job. Yeah, we didn't keep accounting shit, but yeah. Um, alcohol has uh, previously ruined my life, and I think a lot of the problems that came with alcohol were uh, the people that I was around. Okay. Um, I like to always tell people something that my mother taught me is uh, you are who you surround yourself with. You are who your company is. Um, so you'll find out who your true friends are uh, and who really has your back and who's loyal to you once you start getting on the right path. Your friends die. Your friends, your friends move on. They, they get out of your life once you start doing the right thing. It's a lot harder to make friends, but once you find those friends, those are the friends that you'll have the rest of your life. And once you start surrounding yourself with those better people, you'll start seeing doors open up, opportunities. You'll start, your life will just fall back into place. That's for me. I can't speak for everybody, but that's, that's something I've seen the last like six months, seven months, eight months as I have really just got on the straight, the, the right path, I guess. So you'd say habits. Habits. Habits Absolutely. and the company you keep. Absolutely. Habits are the number one thing that I have grown over the six months. Good habits, not bad habits. But like consistently going to the gym every day or consistently staying on meal uh, with my meal prep or consistently just reminding myself that I need to be better. I owe it to myself. Owe it to yourself. That's, that's very important because, you know, oftentimes, and I, I'll say a benefit to all of these things when we make ourselves – when we improve ourselves just a little bit man just just a little just a little bit of improvement here and there it can really really help uh in the long term right like you know we hear to will smith before he slapped chris rock um, <laughs> good people make bad choices right but uh talk about that brick by brick how you build up that wall and that you build it brick by brick that's how it's built and i i look at that as our day-to-day moments our seconds there's a great uh leader around here um <laughs> yeah i just call him uh Uncle Mike D. That's what I'll call him for now, right? <laughs> Until he ever wants to be identified more officially. But um, he was uh, around in my initial stages of, of where I am now, uh, very initial stages, like hashtag boot camp, right? But one thing I've heard him say is that second makes min- seconds make minutes, minutes make hours, hours make up the days of our lives. So the time that we're spending on things or not spending on things, they count, they add up, right? Um, and it's that brick by brick. And one thing I said recently, and anybody who follows me on any social media, I posted it. I made a video of it about, uh, it was a bite off of Jocko, but he was talking about Rome wasn't built overnight. We've all heard that shit since we, were, since we could understand the language and what the word Rome is, right? But Rome also didn't fall apart overnight. It was a brick by brick buildup, and it was a brick by brick decay that took time. So I, I, I express that, I speak to that because we're talking about habits. We're talking about the day-to-day activities in which we engage in. So you said you were making some, some not so good decisions before. I was. Um, 
And and that's you know another thing too about the friends thing. We don't want to shit on people. Like this is not to shit on certain people or to say these people are bad. No, no, no. These people might be bad for me, right? And those people might only know what they know. And you know, blessed are the ignorant, and all of us only know what we know. But I think we know enough and have enough intuition and and kind of gut feelings about things to go. I don't think this is the right group for me right now. I don't think this is gonna go somewhere good. I mean, it's it, I don't want to say it's simple math, but the shit adds up. You know what I mean? Brick by brick, it adds up, and brick by brick, it decays as well. So just, if you don't mind, walk me through a day, a week. What was a weekend like in the life that you were kind of living before and how you were doing that led you to places you didn't want to go? How, how was that? So I want to I start off by uh, just talking about this real quick before I move into that is, so I don't plan, I'm 21 years old, for those that don't know, that's listening. Um, I don't plan on staying sober for every, every, like every day for the rest of my life. Uh, that's not the plan. The plan is to build habits, get good behavior, and continue to do the right thing. And eventually, when I mature more or when I'm ready to, then I then I'll have an occasional drink um, to each their own. Some people might not. Some people may need to stay sober. Some people just may may drink responsibly. But um, I'll, before we go weekend to weekend, let's go day to day. Every day was a was a struggle for me. Uh, the last last year and a half, the last two years. Um, so when I first got overseas. Um, on this foreign land that we uh, are honored to be here, by the way. Um, we get to be here. That's a good mentality. We get to be, to be here. here. Yeah. So we're, we're so very honored to be here in a different country and explore and do the right thing and just be able to socialize with everybody. Um, eventually, I fell off the wrong, uh, wrong path. I was drinking every day. Um, just every day? Just about every day, if not every other day. Uh, whether that was getting drunk or whether that was just sitting in my room drinking a beer or two, and that's just not good habits to have. That, that's a habit that uh, is a dark hole for most. And then uh, I would hit the weekend, absolutely get blacked out drunk. Um, and I do have a fighting background. I have a combat sport background. Uh, my box, combat? I uh, boxed most of my life. And uh, when I got drunk, I got aggressive and with uh, other individuals. And I would just find myself in bad positions to where I'd be starting fights and then I'd be assaulting people. And then I would come back the next the next. Monday morning and everything would be normal. Nothing would happen. It was all good until it wasn't. So I would I would go out the weekend. I'd fight. I would drink. I would talk to a girl. I would talk to another girl. And then one thing led to the next. I was in trouble and getting NJP, losing rank. Um, and it took it took a long time to realize like the choices I was making were not only affecting me. They were affecting my family, my friends around me, my leaders, um, and the people under me as well. So. I needed to be the example, and um, I'm a big, I'm, I don't know if anybody listening is religious, I don't know if you are, Cam, um, but I'm a big Christian, and I know that um, I have really thought about it, and something to me is I don't, something I like to say is I'm immortal until I reach uh, the potential God has given me, and I've recently just come up with that in the last month, and that has, that quote alone for me has just absolutely skyrocketed my life into the, like, the green area, just the better zone, and just staying focused. So alcohol has really just derailed my life in the last year and a half and just found myself getting in a lot of trouble. So so with that, some people go, oh, so are you playing the card? Are you blaming alcohol for all your problems? Are you blaming the fact that you've, you you had combat sports? That's the reason why you're aggressive? Is that is that what you're saying right now? No, absolutely not. I don't blame anybody else but myself. Um, I think everybody should be able to... Uh, so. That's a great question, and it's a deep question. And I ask really it to not it. be snarky, uh, d just to keep the conversation flowing, but you can explain 
because oftentimes people hear that and they go, oh, this person, they're naturally a piece of shit. This is who they really are. And, and I, on the other hand, feel that is the fucking not truth at all. That is not the fucking truth. I feel like when we're under a certain state of mind, uh, intoxicated, inebriated, or even under a lot of stress, like our judgment is cloudy and we are very impulsive. We'll be impulsive to the point to where if we hear a song, we're like, listen to this song. Oh my God, hold on, listen to this song again. Or we'll be compelled to say some shit we would never say to somebody, touch somebody that we would never touch in a certain way. And that's aggressively, sexually, suggestively, however you want to say it. Shit you wouldn't do in your right mind who you are, Ricky. Now you're on this whatever substance or level of stress, by the way, and now you're making certain choices. So, of course, it's a result of the math and the bricks that have added up. But I just wanted to say that, like, are you, are you trying to say, because you have a combat sport background and you've boxed and you have that type of aggression, and now we're blaming alcohol, whatever the taste of the flavor, whatever the flavor of the day was or whatever, we're blaming that for all the mistakes that occurred? Absolutely. So, absolutely not. Um, I think you are, I think we're all adults, um, and we all make our decisions, and we should all be able to back our decisions with facts. I think alcohol is a enhancer. I think I still should be able to be mature and responsible and understand my limits, and I don't blame the alcohol. I blame myself 100% blame myself for, my, for any actions that I cause. If I were to do drugs, if I were to drink, if I were to whatever I do, I would. That those are my decisions, and my decisions alone. Um, I try not to let others influence me at this point, um, as I previously was, and I'm not blaming other people for that either. But uh, I think you have to discipline your mind and stay strong and just stay uh, f stay focused. So I did. I do blame myself. Um, at first, when I was drinking, and I was being influenced by other people, I absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent blamed alcohol. I 100% blamed other people. I blamed everybody but myself. I would look at other people and be like, yo, you did this to me, yo. Like, fuck you. I'm not the, I'm not the problem. You are. Once I, once I kind of got a clear mind and found myself uh, spiritually, um, and I, I really just cleared my mind and saw that it was my fault and how long did that, I mean, so you said initially when, when some of the adversity had occurred from the results of, you know, bad crowds. What, what did, uh, we had Devontae on a few weeks ago, or actually like a week ago now, but he had said that uh, uh, bad company corrupts good character. That's what he had said. And I, and I think that's I think that's very fair. And sometimes in our lives, I'll be honest, I probably wasn't the best influence on people, so I was that bad influence. But that's who I was then, right? But we all got to try to be the best versions of ourselves. But in looking at what you just described, so initially adversity occurred. We'll get into what, for all the listeners out there, what NJP means. That means non-judicial punishment. That means in the Navy they call it like captain's mass. Uh, basically, you're held accountable by a commanding officer, and they punish you for what you have done. And it's a way that uh, commanders and units can maintain good order and discipline and hold people accountable in a non-punitive way to where it doesn't stay. It's not on his civilian record. Um, and some of the charges are not even in civilian law. It's just military law. It's based off the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So if anybody didn't know what NJP, a lot of times we call it Ninja Punch, right? Yeah. <laughs> we like to call it Ninja Punch, but it's an array of punishments. You might get your pay taken for a while. You might get restriction. You might get your rank taken. Say you were E7, now you're E6, whatever the case may be. Uh, that's an extreme example because that's, that's a higher rank. But let's say E4 to E3, right? Um, that's just to explain and paint a picture. So initially, shit happens, mistakes occur, accountability ensues. You were in this funk of, fuck the world, y'all did this to me. How long did it take before you came out of that? And, 
And I emphasize that, not to throw it in your face or say, you're a piece of shit. That's not my goal right now. I'm having him here because I think he's shown resilience since his, his, his troubles. But something changed there to where you started doing what I'm really trying to convey to people, which is owning it. And that's the only way we can get forward is if we own it. Extreme ownership like you, Jocko Wilnick talks about. But So what was the time span and what were the things that occurred from not owning it to blaming and then to owning it and being where you are now? So back in um, 2022, November 5th, um, I had HO, which is called heterotrophic ossification, in my right hip. And I needed a major surgery to where uh, I wouldn't be able to walk for a while and I had to relearn how to walk straight. And uh, at the times I was on uh, oxycodone for the pain, uh, pain. I didn't get addicted to oxycodone, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that Throughout that surgery, I sobered up for a week, two weeks, and then eventually it was three weeks, and then four weeks, and then I had uh, a really, really good friend that I can really call a brother, and um, that really helped me and guided me, and he taught me a lot of things, as I taught him a lot of things, um, and it took me about a, two months to get a clear mind um, to eventually be like, holy crap, this is what I used to do, and this is where I'm at now, and it took me realizing a whole surgery, my leg getting cut open, me learning to walk, to really focus on what I needed to be doing in life to be successful. And so shout out, shout out to my friend for that because without him, I don't think I would have been able to do that. And he really kept me on the right path and I really try to uh, influence him in the best way possible. Um, and, he, and he says I have, so I'm very grateful for that, his kind words. But so once I cleared my mind and I really started opening up uh, to new ideas that it was my fault. It was my, and it was. It wasn't anybody else's but mine, and I do own the mistakes that I have. Um, but the only thing you can do is get better from there, and the only thing you can do is move on, and you, can, you have to be tough about it. You have to realize that you made the mistakes and take the corrective action, a corrective plan to continue to be better day by day, better, better. No, and that's and good, and it's a day-by-day -day thing, and I'm sure every day you're not perfect, and there's probably days you kind of take two steps forward. You might take a slight, slight step back, whether it's in your mind and your outlook on things. Um, it is a journey. Uh, I don't want to just say self-improvement because people are going to be like, oh, that's that aisle at Barnes & Nobles. That's not what we're trying to say here. We're not trying to give some happy-go-lucky talk. We're trying to give real fucking talk of how we can fall into certain, like you said earlier, you, what you say? dark holes or what was the word you used to describe when you can kind of you go into a rut and you don't make good decisions for a while right um and and i and i asked about the timeline thing because i think it's i think it's very important especially if you are overusing substances it stays in your head it, it, it keeps a cloud of funk right so there's times people are like i'm not drunk at the moment no you're not but the effects of the substances on your body are still having an effect and especially most importantly on your mind right yeah and, and then there could be the long-term effects yep. too but in the short term you can't expect to get fucked up on saturday night like blackout drunk and be like by tuesday i'm just me and i'm just back nah man there's like you might not be uh, intoxicated you might be able to drive a car on tuesday but you're not going to be able to th still think straight. That, those effects stay with you. And I don't care what anybody says, that bullshit. Oh, I just don't get hangovers. You will fucking lie. Or you don't drink the, like I drink, motherfucker. Yeah. That's what I'm going to tell you. You know what I mean? Cause, and, and as you get older, they do hurt way more, right? Like there, there's, you know. But I, I say that because it takes a while to kind of 
be away from certain behaviors and to realize, oh shit, what was I doing then? What what were the things leading me in certain directions? Because in the in the initial next day, you're in a funk and your in your brain and your your system's kind of in recovery mode because literally we just took a poison in. Whether you ingest that poison, whatever the fuck was that a fucking thing they say? I don't fucking know what it means. Balance, I don't know what the fuck that word means, and I don't know what the fuck drink responsibly means. That shit is a myth to someone like me. Now to each their own. But I'm not claiming I have a disease or that I'm crippled, or this is because of my childhood, or any of that shit. Like, I choose to put shit in my mouth. That's just a fact. Like, that's where it cuts off at. Like, a uh, good mentor of mine, Kevin O'Hara, shout out Habits V2, great organization, great service he provides. But he talks about, at the end of his videos, he talks, he says, keep the alcohol out your mouth. When it really boils down to it, that's kind of the last thing. It's kind of like, go PT, put your fucking shoes on, right? That's, that's sometimes the hardest part is putting your shoes on. But for you, you come out of that cloud, you come out of that funk, and good on you for a while. Uh, on, so in the recovery of the surgery, you didn't drink? No. Good for you, man, because I definitely did a few surgeries, and that shit is like mixing fucking bad with bad, right? Because uh, you have this... Uh, I couldn't get out of bed. That's, that's the main reason, okay, to be honest. Good. I really couldn't get All right, out of bed so he's being honest, and I love it. I love it. I love it. But And it's a good thing, you, you in your words, you said you didn't get hooked on the Oxycontin because... I'll be honest, when I took that stuff, like, I like shit, like, sh basically shit that ends in INE, I like a whole lot, right? And, and uh, a lot of times that's good, and everybody's different with that, but it's good you didn't because what often goes on, and there might be a listener out there, that's why I'm touching on this, is there's a thing that develops, and I, I had it, where it's a, you can look this up, folks, it's called hyperalgesia, it, hyperalgesia, it took me a while to learn how to fucking pronounce it, but hyperalgesia is basically... Similar to like how people have phantom pain, like if somebody loses their leg, they still say they feel their leg or whatever like that. So hyperalgesia kind of working in the same way. People feel phantom pain, phantom pain to where somebody will be looking at somebody in the face and being like, my back hurts, right? And to them, it does. And their brain is sending the signal of pain. But really, it's because you're addicted and the body knows, like kind of like the, the Pazlov dog thing where the the bell rings and then here comes the water or whatever the, the dog salivates or whatever your brain knows hey we're gonna get this big release of dopamine these big release of fun chemicals with this drug if this person's back hurts and eventually it's crazy because after i had kind of cut off the pills it took about two weeks but my pain went way down right it was kind of getting out of my system right so just anybody out there be careful with that shit, man. That shit will fuck with your brain and make you literally feel pain that might not actually be there. But you can't really judge someone else's pain because if you feel pain, you feel pain, you feel pain. But it's a, it's a kind of a mind trick, and that's that's a condition that can can come with uh, eventually. I mean, they, some people say you can get addicted to pills and, and narcotics, stuff like that, within a day. Within two days, you can you be addicted to it. So good on you. Good on you for having the good judgment to not drink with it and then to once you were done with it, you were done with it. Um, so... If, if you don't mind, Cam, um, I think one of the hardest parts of what people don't realize is that strengthening your mind is not an easy thing to do. I think it's actually one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, I know a lot of people know Goggins, David Goggins, um, and I watch a lot of his videos, and he keeps me motivated because who's going to carry the boats, right? Who's going to carry the boat? Boat crew, too? Who? So... Um, and he talks about a lot of weak-minded people and strong-minded people. And I think once you learn how to strengthen your mind, I think that's when you really learn how to stay disciplined. And you'll learn to set goals and you'll learn to accomplish these goals. Because you don't want to set a goal that is 
like too big that it's unaccomplishable. Uh, unaccomplishable. I think you can set a big goal, but make sure that goal is achievable. So set a little goal and break down barriers. So just small goals and run through those a little, a little at a time, baby steps. And then eventually you'll realize that you're getting better day by day and your mind is getting uh, stronger. So once you strengthen your mind, you strengthen your soul. So what's some ways you actually do that though? So I, I mean, for, for starters, there's actually, oh, there was, I think, I don't know who said it. It was uh, somebody in the Navy and there's a big speech about it. And he was a high, uh, higher officer and he talks about just by waking up in the morning and making your bed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think Admiral McRaven yeah. is the speech. Yeah, He's doing sir. A so yeah. making your bed is just a little goal in the morning that gets your mind going, gets your blood going, gets you ready for your day. It's a little accomplishment that sets your day off for success. By tying your shoes, by anything you do, I, I wake up and I look at my boots and I'm like, oh, another day. No, I look now I look at my boots, I'm like, all right, we're about to get this shit. We're about to be motivated. We're about to influence others. We're about to help others. Yeah. I'm going to be better for other people around me. I'm going to be better for my family, God, myself. That's, that, that. Again, it comes down to you wanting to be better for you, right? Yeah. And you said that earlier. It comes down to you. But also, if we play this, we, we say we want to do for others, but in doing for yourself and you making you better, has it benefited others? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think, so most of you guys obviously don't know me. And uh, Cam here had a conversation yesterday and a lot of ego gets in the way of a lot of people. And he, he was like, I want a bunch of people to follow me. Like Martin Luther King had 100,000 people behind him. That's Amen, what, March, man. That's what, that's what we want. And that's what Cam wants. But we know we have to touch little people uh, by little people first and build that audience. Um, but I think once you start, Excuse me, I'm sorry. But uh, once once you start um, touching these little people, more people will follow and more people will realize. Um, once you set that uh, name for yourself and you get a foundation, absolutely the people will the people will follow. And you're setting that a good example for them. And, you know, I, I quote it often. God bless you. He Thank just you. sneezed on the side. Uh, oh, he's sneezing again, y'all. He's sneezing again. We got, a, oh, we got three sneezes yeah. from Ricky, y'all. Yeah. First thing in the morning, three sneezes. But what... One of the things we talked about yesterday was like oh, what I was alluding to was the ego, right? We were talking about, you know, some people just are not gonna like us. It's just the way it is. But our ego, you know, we, we say we say this. We say as long as I could reach one, just as long as I could reach one, I'll just be feeling fulfilled. Yep. Now the truth is, is we want a million man march behind us like Dr. King. That's what we really want the ego, right? Yep. But that shouldn't take away from the fact of realizing, and I've said it again, I quote it often, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. The effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. That is a quote from Jim Carrey. And, and often we forget that you're having an effect regardless. That's the thing. Like, I remember in the 90s, Charles Barkley, right? They, they, he said, I, I'm nobody's role model. I got that. And I love Charles Barkley, by the way. But he was like, I'm not nobody's role model. You have no choice but to be. You, you are. You are. You're an NBA all-star. Like, no matter what, you're somebody's role model. You can use that for good or you can use it for however the fuck you want. But to think that or realize that we're not having an effect day to day, that's, that's crazy. So my thought now in the last few recent years, right, is if I'm here anyway, I might as well fucking do a good job make the best of it, Absolutely. right? And if I'm having an effect on people, I might as well have the best effect I can because that in turn makes me better and I in turn make them better. And it's just this reciprocal goodness kind of thing going on, but it doesn't have to be fucking corny, right? It doesn't have to be fucking bumper sticker fucking motivation and shit. That's not what we're saying here. We're saying he just recorded Gaga's digging fucking deep into your motherfucking soul and pulling out, and I say this, no gender, 
and no animal context, but pulling that little bitch inside of you out, killing it, and growing from there. Like, because we all have that little motherfucking, like, what's that, um, what's that, what is it, the Lord of the Rings, the little fucker, and my precious. Like, that, oh. mo Kevin O'Hara says this in his teachings and in his talks, like, that shit lives inside of all of us. Like, that little fucking, oh, I just want to feel sorry for myself, oh, I just want to... And nobody's trying to be a victim. We're trying to be victors. But you have to, you have to do it. Like we can't just fucking talk about it. Like I'll do it, you know, and when even like something like some of this podcast, man, or us coming here. This we talked yesterday and was like, yeah, I've been doing this, been doing that. And he was like, I want to, I'd like to be on. I was like, you know what, you'd be a perfect person to be on there. And look at it, not even 24 hours later, look where we're sitting because we fucking did it, right? And it's like, don't talk about you want to PT or exercise or I want to, uh, I want to make myself, you know. And and when when taxes come in and then and then you know after the election and then and then and then and then and then the fucking shit don't ever happen. You fucking talking. Stop talking. Start doing. And I'm saying that as loud as I am because I'm saying that to myself on a day to day basis. Because one thing we all will be eventually, and I know I am a hypocrite. Um, we all don't want to be hypocrites, right? But we have to fucking do it, and you have to start somewhere so in your path shit happened boom fuck everything's you're, you're in the red you're in the fucking shitty place right what is what is some of those first few moves you made to get where you are now oh that's a good question um seeking help um from all of a week people seek help what you talking about so seeking help within yourself but seeking help, period, is not weak. And that's another no, thing you want to do. Absolutely have, you, have you gotten help from outside agencies? Uh, absolutely. Okay, okay. Um, I think it starts with you, though. I do think, I don't think I would ever go to somebody without thinking deep about myself first. I think you need to seek your own help before you seek help of others. Okay. So I would I would ask myself, like, you, you, you just talked about um, talking and not doing and talking, then doing. I did a lot of talking and no doing. But I, in that process, I was also talking to myself, and I was thinking about myself, and I was thinking like, oh, I would look in the mirror every day, for example, and be like, fuck, I'm a fat piece of shit. Post-surgery, I was a fat piece of shit. Came in at 210, and I was looking like- good, man. You're looking good. I can see it, for real. And um, Y'all can't see us. I got a face for radio. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, damn, I'm a fat piece of shit. All right, well, I'm kind of hungry. And I'd go, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> I would go fucking eat. So all the talking we'll and put doing. In my face. So eventually I started talking and I talked it into existence, I guess. So manifesting, if some people do believe in that. Um, I would talk, 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 talk. And then I would be like, fuck this shit. I need to be better. And we have been talking about being better for you because you owe it to yourself. That's what I did. I owed it to myself and I just needed, I needed to do something with my life. So I think it starts, it all starts with you. It does not start with anybody else but yourself. So what's one of the first actions you took though? You're like, okay, I'm a fat piece of shit. That one time you ate some more. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> in those a lot. other days, like, th there's there's a turning point. And the one thing that's that's I guess good, and I think we talked about this before about being at your lowest of lows. Well, shit, there ain't no there ain't no stronger foundation than the motherfucking bottom, right? Yep. It's like you at the bottom, so you can only go up from here. But what are some tangible moves you made, like in those initial weeks, initial days? Because I'm sure you were like, dude, what the fuck? And then. How about outside labeling? People so, labeling you as something, and you're like, yeah, I did want. I was gonna touch yeah, base on that actually today. Um, but so, one of the actions I did was, and I talked about your company, is I realized who my friends were. As soon as as soon as I made the mindset that I need to be better and that I'm going to do whatever the fuck it takes, and nobody will fucking stop me, and I'm not going to deal with anything but myself, and I'm going to be better. And the people that want to come with me, I'll bring them with me, or they'll bring me with them. 
surround yourself with better company, surround, surround yourself with the people that have the same fucking goals as you, and you will see, you, like, you and those friends will take off in life. You will set yourself apart from people, and you will be better than everybody. I, you know, and I think a lot of people mis make this, misunderstand this, is I think it's completely okay to say you're better than somebody. Personally, okay. I do think. Tell, tell me more about that. I think it is completely okay to say you're better than somebody. Now, I'm not saying that it's okay to uh, dwell on somebody, like to shit on somebody, or look down on somebody, yeah. or, or say you're superior. Yeah, okay, I, but that's, I, a, that's some Nazi shit. We don't want to do that. No, I do think it is okay to be like, okay, I am better than you, but I put the fucking work in. Okay. I did this to be better, yeah. and this is why I'm fucking better. Not because okay, I, I I'm better at fucking sitting on my ass all day. No, I fucking go to the gym every day. You fucking don't. I fucking put in the time to go to college. I fucking put in the hours to go to law school to get my doctorate, whatever the fuck I'm doing. And now I'm here, and you're still down there. And that's because you didn't fucking put the work in. It starts with yourself. So I think it's okay to um, say you're better than somebody when, as long as you put the work in. Right. You need to back that shit up. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with feeling... Um I don't want to say, you know, pride is a weird word, right? I was even listening to, there's a great podcast out there called No Stupid Questions. And uh, Dr. Angela Duckworth is on there. She is fucking writer of grit. She is just amazing. That's an awesome resource if y'all don't know of it. Uh, Dr. Angela Duckworth, amazing man. But they had a, they, they were talking on the recent episode, her, her and the, uh, the co-host, forgive his name, I forget his name at this moment, but he's from Freakonomics, but they were talking about pride and proud, the word proud, that like we have these two definitions of it. That there's like, hey, you make me proud. Hey, take a little pride in what the fuck you do. But we also have, you know, from the, from the good book, pride goes before the fall in Proverbs. Pride comes before the fall. Basically, yes. before you fail, you will get cocky and arrogant, right? Absolutely. So there is a difference there between saying I'm better, I'm superior than somebody and saying that, hey, man, I'm in a better spot and a better place because I put in the work to be here. You're not. And if you don't like where you're at, fucking get do there. Something. Do yeah. something. Do yeah. something. Thing right, um, I, I think my family and I—I'm sure my aunt's listening. I love her so much. Um, really looking out for me all the time, my whole shout life. Out. But shout out to <laughs> aunt, aunt, aunt Amanda. Um, but she—we we had this do it, uh, do something challenge a few a few years ago. Her and a few of my other family members, and we would just like send a picture of some stupid shit. Like I'll go for a run. Uh, you know, they went for a walk or they went for a jog. Like what? But today you showed that you did something and it didn't matter like what the thing was or hey i burned 1300 calories and you only burned 200 it was like fucking do something, something. Set move yourself apart. Set, set yourself apart from what not just others but you being the best version of you because it's really never you know ricky versus cam or me versus them cam versus cam, cam, versus cam every fucking day am i being the best version of myself or am i not so i heard this great uh speaker i was i don't remember if it was a ted talk i don't remember where i heard it but it was talking about this guy and he was asked who's your hero 10 years down the road oh yeah oh, matthew mcconaughey i think it's matthew mcconaughey and he was me, right and it was me uh, yeah, and he matthew said me and he was like well 10 years came down the road and i got asked the same question and he was like myself in 10 more years and the reason i think he talks about that is because he wants to be better in 10 years. He he sees himself as this person in 10 years. Well, now he's reached that fucking person. The clock doesn't stop for anybody. No. So now you got to be fucking better in the next 10 years. And that's I think that is a great a great thought to have and a great mindset to have is make sure you're your hero every 10 years or every five years. That's good, and it's a progress. And like you said, every five years. So that's like, okay, I got new heights to reach. But yeah. he, here's another thing, too, and, and we're talking about uh, wellness and stuff like that. I have found myself in life... Um, be, being someone who is chasing the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, 
and that in itself can be fulfilling in the hunt and in the chase, but for long-term peace and contentment, that's another thing, right? Because if you fuck around, you might end up like a puppy on the floor just chasing your tail, mm-hmm. you know, or people will be like, I'll be happy when, fill in the fucking blank. You will not be happy when. Happiness cannot be pursued. It must ensue. Y'all have heard me say the quote from Dr. Fick, Victor Frankel before. Happiness cannot be pursued outright. It must ensue. I'm going to go ahead and read this shit because I got it right here. I carry it with me everywhere I go. He say, happiness for success like happiness cannot be pursued. It must ensue. And it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause greater than oneself or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. So, yes, search fire inside yourself. Be the best you can. But here's the thing. You're not really going to reach that you can get all the trophies, all the money, all the whatevers. Like, you just want more, 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 more. I need more, 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 more. That's a Jordan Lucas song. It's really good. But it's the truth. It's, it's chasing, chasing your tail. So there's nothing wrong with having goals, nothing wrong with ha- being ambitious. But don't let those goals and those things have you, right? And I, re- I read the Dr. Victor Frankel quote because it's similar to what we're doing right now. We're going external. We're trying to take things we've been through. Our experiences, our perspective, you can agree with it or not. You should have turned it off by now if you didn't want to fucking listen anymore, right? It's a free fucking country. It's a free world. You can press play on whatever you want, right? But the thing about it is is it's us versus us it, all the time. It is us versus us. But you do gain some strength at the same time by going external. External. He said it can't be pursued. It must ensue. So talking about external, like I think now, right now you're kind of like an internal rebuild stage right now. But what are some things externally? Because I see you walk around, you give out motivation. You always, you usually have a positive attitude about things. That is infectious. Always have a that, positive attitude. Why not? And that doesn't mean like you're naive and everything's fucking perfect, does it? No. Um, you know, if, if you don't mind, I, no, I, 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 would lo- I would love to take it back a little bit before we talk Bring about Bring it back. This. Let's go back, man. So I wanted to, before I forget, because there's been a couple things already that I've forgotten that I wanted to talk about. Um... I wanted to talk about a conversation we had yesterday, and I wanted you to talk to the listeners about the $10 lesson that you taught me yesterday that really, uh, I came to you for advice yesterday because I didn't know what to think or where to go, and um, just seek your guidance, and I, I think that that really touched me and really helped me, and I, I would love for them to hear that same $10 advice, if you don't mind. Okay, so the $10 advice. Um, this is not me, because again, I don't really have any smart original thoughts. Um, I just regurgitate shit I see and stuff, right? Um, Aren't we all in some ways? But uh, so Bronx Tale is a movie. Came out mid '90s. Um, Robert De Niro produced it, made it. Uh, very good movie. I think it was an HBO movie. They when they st- like they were one of the first people to like channels that made their own movies and shit. But anyway, so uh, Bronx Tale, a Bronx Tale. Very good, very good film. So many lessons. One of the best soundtracks, fucking ever. If you're into, you'll know what you'll know. And if you know, you know, right? But the thing in the movie was there's the kind of like a mob mafioso kind of boss man around the neighborhood uh this is in the bronx right so that block that little area he controls he's boss man right and there's a young kid he's like mentoring or kind of just being there for named c and he sees he sees c chasing down this kid uh for some money and he's like whoa, whoa what the fuck you doing you know what i mean and he's like that motherfucker owes me ten dollars or whatever like that right and he's like whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa slow down he's like bruh like you just got off easy you just got off easy. So you say, every time you see this cat, he runs away from you. Yeah, like every time he runs away from you. He's like, bro, $10 is all it costs you to get that fuck out of your life. Like he says it in other ways, maybe prettier ways, or whatever like that. But the fact of the matter is a lot of times people show us 
who they really are, right? And Dr. Maya Angelou, I always try to quote her, but she says, believe people the first time they show you who they are. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have to try to have unconditional love and try to work with people, but we're talking about, you know, bad things, right? Believe them the first time they show you, right? So in this, in this, in the spirit of what he's saying right here is that, look, man, you got off easy. So what I was, to Ricky's point was, there are some people since he's had adversity that have kind of turned their backs on him, that have kind of, just left him out and just been like, I'm not fucking with you no more, right? Yeah, no, and, I'd, and I'd absolutely love to explain that to them. And on that note, the, meta, the, the thing I was trying to draw to was the lesson in there was that, hey, man, $10 was all it cost to get those people out of, you know, that particular life in the, in the movie, right? But in real life, it's sometimes you don't get the award or you get held accountable or something occurs with you and now people turn their back, so they go, ooh, I'm not fucking with you no more. Look, that's a small price for understanding that these motherfuckers never really had loyalty to you anyway. That's all it took? That's all it took? Like, don't get mad about it. Be glad, because it could have been a far more expensive lesson, more than $10, and way more than this little adversity, and now you done turned your back on me, to realize who's really got my back and who's really my friend, because we throw that word around, we throw around the word friend, we throw around the word love, and we throw around fucking leadership way too easily, and all of those words have so much value, but we'll just be like, I love McDonald's, and I love you, wife, husband. To totally fucking different, that's why the Greeks had like seven different definitions, right? But um, in that same sense, we throw around friend too much, and and that was the that was the thing we we're trying to draw upon. Did I answer that the right yes, way? Yes, absolutely. You and hit me on the spot with that one. That was good. So, and the and the reason um the reason I went for him yesterday or uh, whenever you guys are listening to this, um is because through the adversity that I was facing before, um, is I did have a a bad reputation, not a bad reputation. But I was known as the partier. I was known as the guy that always goes out and fight, like I used to say, or that I was saying. Um, but I, I had that reputation, and I did get NJP'd. And sometimes when you do get in trouble, they do look up, they look down upon you, like you're not the greatest, you're not the greatest individual, or you're not the best influence. Well, so once I straightened up and I, I started realizing my mistakes, and I started getting better and making my bed in the morning, right, to start off with. Um, and I really started trying to touch individuals and touch people's lives in the best positive ways. Um, I still had these people that would hear these stories that wouldn't even know me that like have, I've had no conversations with to maybe one or two conversations with that would go to other individuals and be like, be careful, watch out. Um, this guy's a bad guy. And that, that really just, that, that rubbed me the wrong way only because of the, like the adversity and me just being so resilient and just trying to get on the path, right? Um, the right path. And people uh, still talking bad, even though you're doing all the right things. It, it just, it felt wrong. And I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know what to think. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm doing all these good things, but people are still talking bad, am I still really doing the good thing? Hell yeah, you are. And um, so I went to Cam for some advice, and he gave me this, this $10 lesson. And I think that made me realize, okay, this person's not worth it. I'm not saying he's not worth life. I'm not saying he's not worth anything, but he's not worth my time and my effort to try to touch that individual when there's so many other people that I can touch that will form their own opinion. Um, and if you are putting your effort into the wrong people, there are other people in your life that will need that effort and that will need that time and that you do need to touch, that do need that touch and that need that uh, motivation.
By the way, I do think motivation is very dead. If if you do want if you want something, you have to stay disciplined and you have to stay strong minded. Um, what was the saying? Uh, motivation is dead, but when you're resilient and you're disciplined, strong minded, you will achieve anything that you ever want to. Motivation comes and goes. Oh yeah. But when you're driven, you're willing to get anything you ever wanted. That's that's true. That's By true. By the way, An- but another thing we talked about yesterday was was Marcus Aurelius, the emperor of yes. Rome, right? Big person in history. Um, hey, love him or hate him, he was what he was, but he was an emperor. And one of the things that he expressed was that whether it be praise or whether it be criticism, at the end of the day, when we really break it down, man, it's all just the clacking of tongues, right? Yes. So we cannot go external searching for merit. Like, you can't get that. Now, external for fulfillment to help others, great, but to be like your poll rating or your approval rating or how many likes you have. Like, you cannot make that your your gauge in life for how well that you like yourself. And a lot of, again, our ego wants us to have that Million Man March. We want to be able to, but at the same time that man was having a Million Man March, he's a prolific person in history now, uh, a lot of people wanted him dead, and obviously some people got what they wanted because he eventually was murdered and assassinated and gave his life for a cause that benefits us all today. Unselfishness, awesome example of leadership. Not a perfect man, but at the same time, but look, whether they love you or they hate you, it is the clacking of tongues. So you have to find that value, that that true value, and that respect for yourself. So regardless of like, damn, I'm doing all this right shit, I might as well just be a piece of shit. And I remember being that at one point in my life. I've been that before in my life where I've been like, you know what, I'm that, I'm gonna be that, right? And I, I speak to this because for those external, this doesn't mean like now everybody hears this and goes, Ricky, come here, give me a hug, man. We want to be friends now. We feel like assholes. No, people got to protect themselves too. Absolutely. You know, some people on the other end could hear you describing how you walked away from some people and go, that motherfucker think he better now. He judging us now, right? Everybody's got to do what they got to do. But I'm saying for the individual in the friction point, right? It's all just a clacking of tongues. It really is, right? But for us, us, uh, that, us tongue clackers, right? There's those five key leader functions we talk about in Oscar. We're talking about strengthen, mitigate, identify things, treat, and then there's the R. It's reintegrate. Reintegrate people back into the into the mix, back into the fold, right? I, I speak on this because we think of this as just a way when somebody comes back from a treatment or when somebody comes back from potentially TAD or something. But reintegrate is also when somebody gets done with having an NJP or getting in trouble or something like that, or even just goes to be a FAP somewhere, which is basically you're working somewhere temporarily and you come back to where you used to work at with the same people, right? Same thing with TAD, by the way. If you guys same, exactly, that. temporarily signed duty, right? So, but there's a reintegration phase, but oftentimes I see people just got held accountable and that's what they deserve, okay? They, they're they punished, they fucked up, they gotta, they gotta sit in that shit and they gotta deal with what they gotta deal with. However, us judging them and outcasting them and making them like the black sheep or the ugly duckling, does that help at all? Absolutely not. Or, I'm sorry, what was the question? So the, no, I'm just, I'm asking, I'm trying to say something. I'm trying to, how can we constructively, to the to this five key leader functions, the, the smitter, right? So mm-hmm. strengthen, mitigate, identify, treat, and then reintegrate somebody. Well, reintegration, I argue, also has to do with people who come back from adversity. Not just going to a treatment or to an inpatient clinic or to a TED or something or to a deployment, but also people coming back from an NJP or coming back from restriction. And now they're right back in the mix with all of us. And I see it, I've seen it. You automatically labeled as the piece of shit. Yeah. You automatically labeled as that's the, sh- that's the terminal lance. That's the, that's the means, that basically means for everybody that listen out there, you'll never get promoted again. You're, you're a piece of shit, you're a bad influence, and you're the, you're the ugly duckling. That person 
fucked up. And let's be honest, if everyone is held to full account, most of us would be in jail, in all honesty, and everybody would probably be NJP for something. That's just God, I'm not saying, I'm not admitting to anything, but I'm just saying that, look, not all of us are, we're not fucking perfect, right? So there's these individuals who are held accountable, they get NJP'd, they get punished, they get put on restriction, whatever the case may be, and now they come back and they're like, all right, man, I gotta build myself back up, I gotta, I gotta climb the mountain again, I gotta keep being ambitious, right? And everybody's treating you like the ugly fucking duckling. And ooh, ah, ooh, you got cooties, basically. And I, I mean, has, have you felt some of that? I, absolutely. And um, I love the fact that uh, we talk about this and the thing that you love to bring up, and I've, I've heard you preach Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, it's not, he doesn't love a success story. I think it's Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. love a success story. He yep. loves somebody who has hit rock bottom and has had the... Uh, Resilience. That was a that was an alarm right there. That was an alarm. Don't be alarmed, folks. <laughs> That's a knee slapper. Uh, um, it's it's how hard you're willing to come back from it. I don't know the quote like you know it, if yeah, you don't yeah, mind. Because yeah, I, I listen to this stuff sometimes on a loop because it's helped me in in recent years of keeping my tank full, right? Metaphorically, of paying it forward with some of the stuff. You can call it brainwashing. Fuck it, call it that. But it's having a good effect, so I take it. I'll, I'll do it. It's, it's better than not doing it for me. But the thing he says on that particular part is, he's like, I love a success story. I love a somebody who's got it all together story. But what I really love is somebody who fucked it all up and got it all back story. That's what I really like. And that's, resi that's resilience. That's yes. fucking resilience. That's get back up. Let's keep moving on. That's and, all of that shit. And by this podcast, I, I feel like that should be your... Oh, yeah. I, I, I love that quote. Um, I love when you preach it. But no, I think um, absolutely. I do. I do see the hate, right? That you receive once you hit, once you hit a certain limit, you get NJP'd. You whatever happened. I do see it. People are. I wouldn't say turn back, but turn turn my, their back on me. But I would see most definitely people have turned a cold shoulder or. Um, Giving me, giving me a lot of ridicule. Um, I would still trust these people in a combat scenario, of course, as they are my brothers and sisters in arms. Um, but in a day-to-day -day life, these are some people that I would absolutely not um, consult with, or I would not conversate with anymore. And and the reason behind that is just because you and if I was a true friend and somebody hit rock bottom and they're having a hard time and I've that I would not turn a cold shoulder. That's the time. That's the time we need people. That's the time we need to lift people and, and lift the spirits. And that's what I'm getting at. That's that's what I'm trying to get at is because some of these individuals, yes, they fucked up. Yes, like you know, they made a mistake. Uh, and I'm not saying let's feel sorry for them. Absolutely but not. But one of the last things they need is for us to leave them totally in the dark sure. and just fuck you. Hate. I, I hate disdain, all that kind of stuff. They might need you more now because they're going through what they're going through. By the way, they're, you know, essentially their career, uh, it may not be over, but it may be hindered for a while, right? Um, they may need people more than ever. And I mean, everybody's gotta protect themselves. Don't hear us wrong here. Um, we're not saying, hey, go hang out with everybody who's ever been NJP'd and court-martialed yeah. and has been to jail and go hang out with convicts and stuff like that. However, I mean, you talked about him earlier. You said your faith, right? Jesus wasn't kicking it with the kings and queens. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was out there with the prostitutes and the criminals and yeah. those who need it. So it's like, if we really want to be able to help people, maybe reach out, if you can, not to the point where you hurt yourself, but let's not just shit on people and automatically label somebody as this because we are who we are. We're not always exactly our biggest mistakes. If we were our biggest mistakes, 
wouldn't nobody be talking to me ever. I'll tell you that right now. You know, and that's kind of the thing I was saying. I say sometimes about the Will Smith thing, and I say it because I'm not trying to glorify celebrities, but if you know who Will Smith is, um, if you've you read should. his books, right? We we all know everybody has his own. But when I was a kid, like Fresh Prince, like he was like the coolest dude ever. I had the tape. I had the parents that don't understand tape. Like he was like the coolest dude ever, right? I liked Rocky and shit. He was from Philly. It was just like this whole thing for me, right? But here's the thing: a good person on a night in March of 2022 made a bad decision and struck another good person and hurt a good person. Uh, Chris Rock is a great dude. Anybody knows who he is, look him up. Another uh, mentor from a distance of mine and somebody I look up to and admire. Uh, just an amazing person, right? He does a lot of good and doesn't do it on the record all the time. So, But anyways, a good person hurt a good person. And my point there is hurt people hurt people. And if we don't deal with our shit, Ricky, our shit deals with us. And I think everyone now looking at that situation with what happened with Will Smith, we can see that he wasn't really slapping Chris Rock that night. And you probably weren't really fighting those individuals you were fighting on those occasions. He was slapping something totally different. There was something else going on that he hadn't worked out. And I bring that up, again, not to glorify celebrities or anything like that. I mean, he does have the brick by brick thing. And Summertime's a really fucking good song. Um, but hurt people hurt people. And if you don't deal with your shit, your shit can eventually deal with you. And now you're the fucking asshole, right? I mean, in, in all types of ways of people hurting people, abusing people, most of those people who abuse people, guess what they were? They were the abused at one point, too. But they didn't break the fucking cycle. They didn't deal with their shit the right way. They didn't own it. They didn't take responsibility. So I, I'm just saying that as a lesson to all of us because maybe that was Will Smith's biggest mistake, and right? If your biggest mistake was on fucking national television, do you think people wouldn't be friends with you? Um, I think it's too. I don't think it's ever too late to break the cycle. By the break way, break the fucking cycle. I don't think it's ever too late to break it. I think you can break it whenever, whenever you can. I mean, obviously, don't try to wait around, but I do think you can break it. Um, what was I gonna say? <sighs> I love it. I just want to talk on one thing. What you said earlier about motivation being shit. Yeah, I do think hey, motivation shit. Motivation, right? Uh, Zig Ziglar. I've, this is like the fourth episode in a row I've recorded this dude. Thank you, my mentor, Mark, for putting me on a Zig Ziglar. But yeah, he's in the city of Mississippi. But Zig said motivation is like, like a cup of coffee. It wears off, right? Yeah. Okay, it does. it does, right? But you know what else wears off? Showering. But don't we shower every fucking day? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there you go. Bathing wears off, too. So there's, there's a little thing right there. Hopefully that triggered what, where you were at. So that's... That, um, and the reason we talk about this is the um, is because if we bring it back to that ten dollar lesson and all these people once you get NJP'd is which is why he taught me that lesson. Um, it's because I was finding myself unmotivated after all these people were coming raining down on me again, and I just couldn't I couldn't find myself. And before I fell down a, a path that I didn't want to fall down again, I I did seek help. I have seeked help with myself, and I couldn't find it. And I I went to Cam over here, and he just gave a great advice and. He kept me. He kept me on the great path, and he's a great mentor, great leader, and um, I'm sure he's gotten hated on all his life. And I've, I, I think, still, I mean, I still am. If you think motherfuckers just like me, you're crazy. And I think everybody has been hated on. I think everybody has their own trauma, and I think everybody can break a cycle, and I think everybody can be disciplined, and I think everybody, everybody, can do better. They just have to be resilient. They have to understand that life is going to be in a. Um, Life is going to be hard, and I, I was listening to a podcast, and uh, I was listening to the word uh, last night before I went to bed, and um, and my pastor said um, that 
no matter what, you will, Jesus puts you in the storm. And it's not to, it's not to shit on you, but it's to prepare you. It's not to devastate you. You're in the storm not to be devastated, but you're in the storm to be prepared. And that's, that's, what, he, that's what he quoted. And I think when you are in the storm, it is not for you to be uh, shit on. It's for you to be better the next day. And as, if you stay in the storm and you're asking God, why, why, am, I, why am I still in the storm? Why can't I get out of the storm? And it's, it's to be prepare you for whatever is to come. And it's to stay strong-minded and you have to understand, you have to have faith and you have to love and you have to continue to the, to the right path no matter how hard things get. And I think that speaks perfectly on what we're trying to talk about right now. Um, so I was really, I'm really glad I listened to that word last night, to be honest now. Um, I don't, I might not listen to as much as I should, but. Um, don't worry about that, but the fact is you did. I do, you did. I did and you know I do. And um, I know faith's not everybody's thing and I wish I had more examples of something that was outside of Jesus and God and faith and love and but that's just something that i i fall back onto i fall back onto the word i open my bible i, I look to god i look to my friends my loyal uh my loyal friends and i think something that uh i have that has came up over the last six months is that you i have really 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 and i cannot preach this enough and i love this is and some people will hate it but the last six months have been the hardest months of my life and i have i've have dealt with a whole bunch of adversity and i've had to break down walls and as each wall I break down, I have lost friends. Absolutely have lost friends and family that have been like, you can't do this, or there is no way you can do this. And um, As in coming back? As in coming back. And they're like, you are too deep. There is no way. And and I honestly, I would not be able to do it alone. I would not. And I had such a such good support system with my loyal friends that really showed me who they were. So shout out to those friends. You guys know who you are. Um, but that have consistently have been like, yo, Ricky, let's go. Like, come on, get your head up. Get get your ass out of fucking bed. Ricky, get your fucking ass to the gym. You have got to stay in the right path. Because don't get me wrong, I am a v very driven to reach my goals. But there are days that I don't want to wake up. There are days that I fucking get out of bed and I'm like, fuck. But at the end of the day, I know I owe it to myself and I owe it to the people around me that have continuously put time and effort into me. And I continue to put time and effort into them. That I owe it to them as well, not just myself, but I do think you should always owe it to yourself. But um, to stay on the right track, so you will find out who your loyal friends are when you start getting on the right right path. And you probably find out who your friends aren't, right? Yes. Um, and and sometimes when you and improve that's where yourself, that ten dollar lesson comes from. Exactly. It's exactly. And again, ego. We want to be loved and adored by the whole world, right? Um, but I'll tell you, man. Like you, you said, losing friends and family. Some of my closest. I mean, closest blood relatives fucking hate me. And I know it. And, and it is what it is. I can't, we yeah. can't, con it, this is the thing we talked about yesterday too, was about control. Again, big shout out to Mark, right? My mentor, Mark. I love you, man. I love you. I wouldn't be who I am without you. But he put me onto that stoicism about, just at the root of it, what Epictetus talked about, happiness, and not happiness and success, but happiness and contentment and peace lie in the chief task of life knowing what we can control and what we can't control. And yep. one thing you'll never, ever be able to control is other fucking people. Clacking tongues. It's the clacking of tongues. So that's great if they like you. That's great if it works out. Obviously, you don't want to be like, I don't give a fuck if you like me. I'm not saying that at all. But be grateful for it. Say thank you. But don't let that external merit dictate who you are and how much you value yourself. That's something we have to tell ourselves regularly uh, and often because... I mean, like I said, it's the tribal nature in us. We want to be accepted by the group. We want to be loved and all that kind of stuff. But uh, don't don't base your own personal love and success for yourself off of what other people think. 
Um, other people are humans, and that means they are imperfect, and none of us are perfect. Nothing that we set up here was to claim that we are perfect or better, like higher or superior than anybody. I know you said you don't mind making that expression of better than, that's, that's your take, right? People would disagree with you, whatever. I get the context and the spirit of what you're saying, but what he's not saying is that he is a superior being that he deserves life more than others, or that he's, you know, because I'm this height or this complexion or this gender, I'm a better person than you. That's not what he's saying. He's saying put in the fucking work and earn your place in life. And if you don't like where you are, well, do put something. in some more fucking work and do something. Fucking do something. Do something. But one thing I really love uh, about this, and because and we're trying to educate, we're trying to inform, because the last thing I want, Ricky, is for somebody out there to ever be ignorant to getting help that they may need because they just didn't know. Or don't get help because they were ignorant. Does that make sense? So they just didn't know. So I talk a lot about resources. I talk a lot about, uh, you know, we can go to Building 411 here. The chaplains here, man. Again, it doesn't have to be for religious reasons. They're cool people, dude. They're cool people. Just reach out to them. And if they're not your, you know, flavor of the day, if you're not getting, a, uh, you're not jiving with them, well, they'll probably tell you who else to reach out to. And that's the thing we say around here. There's no wrong door for getting help, right? Somebody will point you somewhere. And if you get a shitty person you encounter, well, let's hold them accountable. Let's ice the shit out of them so that motherfucker gets fired eventually because they're getting paid to provide a service of care and they're not doing it. So accountability has to ensue. And like <laughs> Connie Podesta said, why are people difficult? Because they're allowed to be, right? Starts with yourself. Uh, but we, we got to hold people accountable, hold ourselves accountable, right? But there's nothing wrong with seeking out help. There's nothing wrong with needing help. There's nothing wrong with, we, we give these PowerPoints and we give these briefs and we have these conversations. We're like, yeah, okay, it's okay. And we sign the fucking roster and we walk away, right? And I don't think people really understand that it's okay to make, to get help. But, Today, in our conversation, one of the most effective ways to get help, one of the, more effective than any of the agencies and things like that can be more effective, is peer-to-peer -peer support. And that's, f like, I forgot what the percentage is, but that's the most effective way. And that's what we're trying to do is affect our sphere of influence with those around us, right? And that's what you're talking about, what's happened with you, with the close friends you've had. You've had that peer-to-peer -peer support. Um, if, just, go if, ahead. If you don't mind, um, I just want to, and I, I know... I don't want to just target the male audience here, but I am going to. You got to express, you got to express um, your stance, though, right? We're taking it real, yeah. speaking from our standpoint. Um, I know, as a man, uh, our males' perspective. Sometimes we're raised, and sometimes um, we're told to be. You're the man. You're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to be brave. You don't show emotion. It's okay to show emotion um, sometimes, I think. Um, but to be brave is not to not seek help. I think to be. I think once. I think if you're a man. It is brave to seek help. It is brave to help or to be better. It's because some people are like, it makes me weak that I need somebody else to help me get better. And that is absolutely false. I think it is one of the bravest things to see a man be like, I am in need, I am struggling. And I think we are raised to be like, I am the man, so I don't need to seek help. I have to figure it out on my own. No, fuck that. You're a man. Be brave and seek help. That's the bravest thing a man could do to me. I appreciate you saying that because... Part of that internal conversation and internal dialogue, like you were saying, is is saying, okay, I'm fucked up. I want to change things. But uh, the guest we had last uh, on the last episode, Justin, was saying, the Albert Einstein quote, I'm, I'm fuck it all up. But he was basically saying that you can't continue to do the same thing and expect different results. Absolutely. And you can't have the same thinking that got you into these mistakes and expect something to be different in the end. That is literally insanity, right? So part of that courage, part of that bravery, part of that leadership for yourself is to step up and say, I don't know the fucking answer, but maybe this person does. And you actually humble yourself enough, strengthen yourself to say, hey, 
I do need help. And there is nothing wrong with that. Because again, if you don't deal with your shit, your shit can deal with you. And it may just be a slap to Chris Rock. Or it could be an alcohol-related incident where you accidentally kill somebody. Or you accidentally sexually assault somebody. You didn't mean to, but that's what happened, right? There's a lot of good people to do bad things in certain circumstances. Um, and we got to be accountable for that. We're held to full account. It is, that, that's, that's, you, you made the choice, now you have to live with it. But you can also make a good choice. Like I said earlier, shout out Jana. Make good choices that will add up brick by brick. That will put you in a better position. Um, this is all easier said than done. We're not trying to just give you bumper sticker motivation and say, just try hard and, you know, just be a good person. Um, no, I think that's, I think that's cheap. I think that's, I don't, I don't know. I think that's talk and talk is cheap. Action is speak. Um, but I'm sitting here in front of an individual who has faced adversity, who has faced trials, who has done a lot to himself, who has made mistakes, but who is also now owning it, owning up to it and trying to make themselves better day by day by day and showing that resilience, you know, as the, the definition um, of resilience, I had it on the paper just to educate everybody. The APA, the American Psychological Association, says resilience is the process and outcome of successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences, especially through mental, emotional, and behavioral flexibility. Be water, my friends. Shout out Bruce Lee. Behavioral flexibility and adjustment to external and internal demands. If that ain't simple Gumby, I don't know what the fuck is. That's that's always flexible. That's keep, keep it moving, right? I mean... But uh, on that uh, article, there's um, what I just read from. If you ever want to look it up yourself, I'll try to post it on my Facebook, uh, Coach Cam, Coach Cam Campbell, um, on Facebook. But um, it's called Building Your Resilience, and it's on the internet. So that means it's true, right? No, but it's <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's published by the APA, and it's just a good read. A lot of these things we said, the, the quotes, the Maya Angelou's and the Zig Ziglar's, and we talked about Marcus Aurelius, we talked about Will Smith, we talked about, shit, who else we talked about? David Joe, Goggins, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, fucking Matthew McConaughey, all these oh. things, right? These are just small ways to fill your tank, to fill, fill your tank, because if you don't fill your tank and you run out of gas, you can't run on empty, man. And then that's when we go seek help, is when we're on empty. But we could have paid it forward. Maybe that's in the form of one of these motivational things. Maybe that's in the form of peer-to-peer -peer support. Maybe that's in the form of, I go to Building 411 or wherever the equivalent is, wherever you're listening from, and that's where you know the community counseling program is, that's where behavioral health is, that's where the substance abuse counseling center is. And you can go in there and say, hey, um, I don't like what's happening. I don't think this is going in the right direction. I think I'm fucking up. I need to be better for myself and for others. Can you help me and go from there? Uh, but that takes a lot of bravery, a lot of courage. And we've said on episodes before, some of us have expressed being in those places, in those offices waiting to get called, and they feel ashamed. They feel scared. Fuck that shit. Seek the help. Get the help. You deserve the help. Everyone's important, but none of us are special. So stop acting special like you're, the, like you're invincible or some shit and go ask for help. Could be for your pastor. Could be from your chaplain. Could be from your friend, mentor, whatever. But don't think ever that any of you are alone. Do you feel alone, my friend? I do not. I think we're – Captain Cam, or Cam, ah, Coach Cam. Coach, Coach Cam. Cam over here. Um, he speaks about uh, we're all we got out here, and I, I find that very, very, very true. Um, and I think we've been uh, targeting an audience that uh, may be listening that seeks help, may, may not, right? Um, and I think if you're a friend and you see somebody that needs help, it is not hard to go knock on their door. It is not hard to send them a text message. So if you see that person and you understand that they might be struggling or maybe not even struggling, maybe they just are having a bad day or something, I promise you a message, a good message will go a long way.
Like, say he looks big today. Say she looks good today. Whatever the case may be, right? That that message will can make somebody's day, can save somebody's life, can do can change somebody's life forever. You never know. And then you might have a lifelong friend from that. I do want to say you're looking pretty swole today, sir. Thank um, you. No. <laughs> been in the gym lately. You know? Yeah, no, you can see it, man, because you put in the work. But did did you get to here off one workout? No. Hell, fuck not. no. Did you get healthier off one healthy meal? No. No. It's a day by day, like like brick by good? brick. Brick by brick, it all <laughs> adds up, right? It all adds up. Um, I really appreciate your time, man, and you, you taking the time, making the time. We're doing all of this outside of our work hours. This is all on our personal time. Hey, that's sometimes. <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas, motherfucker. That's sometimes how it is. You know what I'm saying? Merry Christmas. I am honored to be here. Thank you no, for the invite. I do um, appreciate it. I, I appreciate you, bro. I really do because I, I think you you have an experience. You have a mess, right? Dude. But you just took it. You took that mess, and now you're making it a message. So I just want to ask, and we can close on. Somebody in your same situation a year ago, a year ago, is drinking every day, is hanging out with the wrong crowd, is on a base, making bad decisions, so on and so forth. Talk to that individual right now so they don't make the mistakes you made to where they have the permanent consequences. Easy day. Um, first, it, like I've been, pre I've been preaching the whole time, it starts with yourself. Um, but if I were to be speaking to myself last year, I would have to understand that I am falling down the wrong path. But I would, I would just sit down with that individual or I would bring that individual out and I wouldn't make it a formal conversation. I would not. I think somebody coming to, like if I was talking to Cam that had a problem, I would not be like, Cam, hey, I think you're falling down the wrong path. No, absolutely not. I think I think for me that would have been the wrong approach, and I think people have tried to take that approach, and I didn't listen. Um, I think somebody to approach, uh, I would approach Cam, like, hey, let's go do this, and I would only show him the positive. I would bring him outside of an environment that is bound for failure. I would bring him into a positive environment. Cam likes to wake people up at 5 o'clock in the morning, go fucking run up a mountain, ev like every Wednesday, right? So, um, and that's a good environment. So, bro, we must suffer earn your sunrise um so he, ta he takes these individuals out of bad environments that are that could possibly be in a bad environment we don't know everybody's environment but and bring them and show them light show them the good side and i think if uh, somebody were to come up to me and be like hey i think you're falling down the wrong path i would give him the fucking finger I'd be like fuck you you don't know me i'm oh, gonna so i'm gonna do my own fucking thing and i would and i would continue to do it now if somebody were to approach me and be like hey let's hey let's do this this weekend and it's not like partying or whatever, but it sounds fun. Absolutely, you're bringing me out of an environment. Okay. You're clearing my mind, and you're clearing. You're I'm telling you, your piece of shit is not always like. Uh, I'm sure it has its time and place. There's those conversations. Ab absolutely, but I think there's going is straight to the negative. I think I think uh, there is a time and place to call somebody a piece of shit. I think sometimes people need that hard truth, but I think to start right, I think somebody who doesn't realize what they're going through, because I think a lot of people don't. Um, I think a lot of people have demons that they face that they don't even know are there. Okay. Um, I think trying to bring them out of that environment it's going to really help and just really just checking up on that person and not talking about their problems all the time i think if you're just like you're an alcoholic hey my name's ricky i'm an alcoholic right, right, right? right i think that shit is um a lot for people i think that will overwhelm people and i think uh there needs to be an easier approach to it and i think i haven't learned that full approach to people yet but i would love to learn um, to help people. No, that's good. And, and again, quoting Jim Carrey, the effect you have on others is yes. the most valuable currency there is. So I just want all of us out here to realize that we are having an effect on people day by day. And I just ask all of us, and I try to ask myself this all the time, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? 
there's really no middle ground. There's no, well, I'm just neutral on this. No, you are either passively or aggressively part of the problem or part of the solution. That means leaders out there, every time you roll your eyes and go, oh, these motherfuckers acting like little bitches, right? I meant that in a non-gender and non-animal context, okay? You know what I mean, right? Every time that you, sh- you know, shit on somebody for, you know, they, oh, they just skating, they go into a fucking appointment or something like that. All the times we do that, man, we are part of the fucking problem, right? Um, are you part of the solution? And it doesn't mean we can kumbaya all day and be like, hey, everybody, let's get together and hug and talk about our feelings. No, there's a fucking job to do. There's a mission to be done. There's a constitution to be defended. And there's some shit we got to get done, right? But there is also a time and a place to do what you said, which is reach out, knock on a hatch, knock on a door, say, hey, you straight, you good? Hey, let's talk, right? Um, I liked early, last week, we talked about it off the, off, off the radio or off the recording, but... Justin said, ask twice, but no more than three times. So like, hey, man, you good? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm straight. But like, no, nah, man, are you really good? And you might get somewhere, right? Follow through, follow up. Just like shooting a weapon or shooting a basketball, follow through works. But like it or not, folks, we are all we got. Like it or not, we are all we got. So together, pain shared is pain divided. Help each other be there, be there, be there for one another. Um, we're not trying to have just happy talk, but we're trying to, press upon people that like it or not we all we got so why are we being our own worst enemies and why are we being part of the problems and not part of the solution so i i challenge everybody with that um ricky you want to close on anything brother uh, just something about david goggins yeah 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 fuck a boku too who's gonna carry the boats and who's gonna carry the logs who's gonna carry the, hey david goggins to grow we must suffer thank you for being here thank you for Absolutely. listening thank you for um me. this is not the only time we're gonna have ricky on here we want to check back in on him, check back in with him. So now he has another reason not to fuck nothing up. But, <laughs> hey, like he said, though, find and help people with finding healthy outlets. Don't just tell them, okay, what you're doing is shit. Why not show them a better way to be? Why not, why not show them a good thing to do? They say with kids, like, don't sit on the couch. Or they'll say, hey, we only sit on the table when we eat. Like, I, I don't know, but it, but what we say, don't eat in the living room. When we can say eat in the kitchen. I don't know. Some of that on the line of what you're saying, that positive. So think about that and how we're engaging with people. None of us are fucking clinically accredited. We're just people trying to help people. But are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? I got nothing but love for all of y'all, man. This world needs a whole lot of love. You ask my religion. Love is my religion. Ziggy Marley. Love is my religion in all forms of it. It comes from all different types. That's me right there. Love is my religion. Hey, good or bad, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Much love. Shout out Uncle Rex for the track. Holla at y'all. This too shall pass.